Sorry, I didn't know you were listening. Anyway, let's talk about something. I saw the latest Whitney documentary. I'm a huge documentary fan. I love music documentaries. 20 Feet from Stardom was one of my favorites. Searching for Sugar Man was fantastic. And now we have Whitney. Not sure if it's on the same level as those two, but it was still a good watch. The documentary was in line with Can I Be Me. They kind of told the same story, but one included the family. So Whitney had more weight to it. Because her family, including her mother, was in it. Clive Davis was in it. All of the important people were there except Robin. It was written and directed by Kevin MacDonald, a Scottish dude. He won an Academy Award for the documentary One Day in September, which focused on the murder of 11 Israeli athletes during the 1972 Summer Olympics in Munich. Germany. Shout out to Oktoberfest. He did the last, he directed The Last King of Scotland and he did the Marley documentary among other works as well. So if you want to check him out, go check him out. This documentary starts off with snippets of Whitney at the beginning of her career. How Will I Know plays over it. Soon thereafter, the New York riots of the 60s juxtaposed with her colorful videos. A beautiful way to set the tone of the film. When it comes to documentaries, that first shot, that very first shot in music, if there is any, should be compelling and damn near bone chilling. You should get chills in that cold ass movie theater when you see this. It goes from How Will I Know to her mother singing a gospel song over the riots. There's a beautiful moment when Sissy Houston walks into a church and I'm assuming this is the church that that Whitney grew up in and that they went to when they were younger. Or it could have just been a random ass church. Ass and church right next to each other. Ass, church, ass and church. Ass, 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 ass and church. Let me stop. So, Sissy Houston walks into this church and sits at the far end of a pew. And I could tell just by looking at her that she was in pain. And she wanted to release a heavy weight on her shoulder. So, without further ado, things that were new to me when I watched this documentary. Now, I didn't know. Now, I know people in the church get down and dirty. I do. I've witnessed it. That's why I don't go to church much today. Sissy Gospel Singing Houston had an affair with the pastor of her church. Her husband, John Houston, divorced her for that. Now, you don't know, you don't normally hear no shit like this. Now, this, this is interesting. I like this story already. Talk about a reveal, right? Sissy Houston was busting it wide open for the pastor. Busting it, busting it, busting it, busting it, busting it wide open. Number two. I had no idea that Whitney Houston had an older half-brother. And his name was John Houston III. I had no idea. Number three, as I was watching the interviews, you could tell the family was on the cusp of revealing some dark family secrets. One aunt was asked if something had happened to her in her childhood, if something had happened to Whitney in her childhood. And she got extremely defensive, but she checked herself later on. She realized that she did sound defensive, so she kind of backpedaled a little bit. Number four, in her early 20s, her bae was going to be Brad Johnson. I have no idea who the fuck that is. Rumors were starting to speculate that she was with Robin that she was a lesbian, that she was a lesbian, that she was a Lebanese. And even Brand Johnson admitted that that was her lady bae. Number five, when asked about Robin, Houston's brother, Gary, called her a fucking nobody, an opportunist, and downright evil. When he said that, I said, yikes. Come on, bruh, the homophobia just jumped out of his ass. But Robin was her safety net. And that's why Whitney had her around. Number six. There was a piece of footage where Robin was recording her backstage. Whitney was topless, covering her todays. And I swear for God, she looked like Ebony from the Players Club. If you ain't never seen the Players Club, get to finding it now and watch it. Because it's a classic. So anyway, Whitney had on a short blonde wig and all. And she was covering up her titties just like Ebony was at Junior's bachelor party. Uh, Number seven. Whitney's pops, John Houston, was a boss. 
He was a motherfucking boss. Looked like one, too. He would tell people to kiss his giant ring, and motherfuckers would. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. What kind of Vito Corleone shit is that? He was so bad, he hired a hitman to take out Robin. Luckily, the hit fell through. Um, number eight. Once Whitney Houston turned 16, she was introduced to cocaine and marijuana. I kind of knew this, but I didn't know it was that early. That's when her addiction started. Number nine. So there was this clip. They were all backstage at a show. I believe it was Whitney, Robin, and her mother, Sissy Houston. They had a conversation about gimmicky artists. Sissy throws a shot at the Grand Whisperer, Janet the Jackson. And I was like, damn, Sissy is hating on Janet Jackson. Ain't that about a bitch? Meanwhile, Whitney disses Paula Abdul's singing ability. It was also during this clip, you can tell that they knew she was high. Sissy just held her close, refusing to acknowledge the demons in the room that she so much despised. And I just was like, what? Okay, so you're in this room with Robin, who you'd hate. You're in this room with your daughter, and I know that you know she's high. But see, when you do dirt, you don't speak up on the dirt that you've created or the dirt around you. So Sissy Houston was doing dirt all this time, too, and that's probably why she let Whitney get away with so much. Because she was low down dirty too. But hey, ain't my life. I don't know the broad. I just report the news. Okay. Now, another thing that surprised me, number 10, is her relationship to Christina. I had no idea that when she gave birth to Christina, she pretty much dropped her off at Aunt Bay's house. That was Whitney Houston's aunt. And Aunt Bay pretty much took care of Christina through much of her childhood. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Whitney just dropped off Christina to Aunt Bay and never came back. I mean, she would probably come back and pick her up and take her on a couple trips. But for the most part, she stayed with Aunt Bay. And Aunt Bay just broke down when she said that. And you could tell that that was her first time saying it out loud publicly. And she knew that that was something that she needed to get off her chest. You could just see her, the release there. So the family got a lot of release by doing this. They got a lot of burdens lifted from their shoulders by doing this. And I think they needed this for sure. Joey Arbogay's segment. I think I'm butchering his last name. I didn't know. Well, I kind of figured it makes sense that when Arista, was it Arista, I believe, signed Whitney Houston, that when they were in Miami, she would record. So they were wasting millions of dollars just trying to get her into the studio. I had no idea that that was going on either. And number 12, why is Pat Houston? Whitney's sister-in-law, the executor of her estate. How did that happen? Who let that happen? When did that happen? Houseway. What the fuck? How, what, what kind of loophole shit happened there for that to happen? Anyway, I, I learned that everything must be cleared through her because she's the executor. Every single thing must be cleared through her. What kind of shit is that? She's not even blood to Whitney Houston. And then number 13, the big daddy of them all. The big mag daddy sandwich of them all, you guys. D.D. War. D.D. War. D.E.E.D.E.E. Warwick. D.D. Warwick. Her cousin, Dion Warwick's sister, Dion Warwick's sister, molested Whitney and her brother Gary. Oh, y'all, when I found that out, I said, oh, oh, whoa, Jack, whoa, 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 wow. That was something completely new to me. I had no idea. And none of us really had any idea, but it was revealed. And Sissy Houston didn't approve of it, but guess what? She's not the executor. Pat Houston is. So Pat Houston is to blame for releasing that. So Pat Houston is kind of low down and dirty because she didn't inform her family of what was in the documentary. She just said, put that in there and then let them see it later. Now that's that's wrong. That's wrong. You're not even blood to Whitney Houston. But you threw her blood out there on the, on the rug. And maybe that was a good thing that that was revealed because what's in the dark always comes to light. Can't hide things forever. And black families tend to do that. We tend to brush things up under the rug and hope they'll be forgotten. And most times people will die with those secrets. A few people will know, but 
that's a huge issue in the black community. We just sweep things under the rug and we have to pretty much force ourselves to speak up and to say, hey, this is wrong. But anyway, my thoughts overall on this documentary. Now, I want a Whitney documentary, and this can happen years from now. It doesn't have to be so soon because she, she died in, what, 2012, 2014? Give her some rest. I want a documentary, a Whitney documentary, that celebrates her career, her life, her positives. I mean, we've had enough docs on her downfall. Even while, even while she was alive, we bashed her to death because of her downfall. She's gone now, so let's focus on the positive side of her. We're all aware of her past. We know it caused it. I want to see more of her success, less demise, more surprise. You know, show all the positive things that she has done. Her dad, her, you know, her dark past is beginning to overshadow her good past. I want to know who did she influence. I want to hear great stories from other artists who she influenced. We have yet to get anything like that, and that's what I want to see. No more crack is whack. I do coke stories and clips. I'm over those. Now, another thing that's kind of been pondering me. I wonder if a black American person had done this, would it be handled more delicately? I think so. But Mr. McDonald did well. It was entertaining, well put together, well studied, well researched. And give it a 9 out of 10. Make it more positive, would have been a 10 out of 10. G Flick, out.